podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. My name is Jill Harper, Vice Chair of Communications for the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we will be talking about the second paper in the Ryerson University National Institute of Aging series called The Future of Long-Term Care. You may have heard our podcast about the first paper in this series, but if you haven't, I'd encourage you to check that out. The paper we'll be discussing today was just published this October and is called The Future Cost of Long-Term Care in Canada. You can find this paper under Publications on the National Institute of Aging's website. You'll also find an executive summary of this paper in French. This paper is generating a lot of excitement as it includes projections about the future costs of long-term care, which is a topic causing quite a bit of concern among Canadians in recent years. But what makes this paper really interesting to me is that it discusses costs in terms of the impacts on individual Canadians in a way that readers can really start to get a personal feel for. So if you haven't seen this paper yet, I definitely encourage you to give it a read. You can find this paper as well as all other CIA research by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, navigating to the research tab at the top, then selecting research projects. On the line today, we have Bonnie Jean McDonald, who is an FCIA, the Director of Financial Security Research at the National Institute on Aging at Ryerson University, the resident scholar at Eckler, and the lead researcher for this project. Welcome, Bonnie Jean. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Can you start by giving us a brief overview of the project? What was the motivation behind this project? The motivation of the project is that we've known for decades that the Canada's population is aging and that these demographic changes are going to impact the cost of senior social programs. But really so far, the public policy debate has been focused on income security and primary health care. So this would be the Canada Pension Plan, old age security and the Medicare programs. But this focus, it really has been neglecting a significant strain that's going to emerge when Canada's population ages, and that is providing long-term care to seniors. So what do I mean by that? This is the cost of caring for seniors in nursing homes as well as in their own homes. So my goal and the purpose of this project, which was co-authored by Michael Wolfson and John Hurdies, it really was to understand what is the future cost of long-term care for Canada. And we wanted to tell a more complete story that quantifies the challenges that long-term care in Canada faces and to better yet to put a price tag on it. And what we found was this, our research showed that if Canada were to continue on its current track, the cost of publicly funded long-term care for seniors, and this again includes nursing homes and home care, it's expected to more than triple in 30 years, rising from 22 billion to 71 billion, and this is all in today's dollars. Now again, keep in mind that governments fund these costs from general tax revenue. And what I mean by that is that there's no special pre-funded fund like we have for the Canada or the Quebec pension plants to cover the cost of long-term care in the future. And also another thing that a lot of people don't know is that long-term care, it's not covered under the Canada Health Act in the same way as physicians and hospital care. So these are really big numbers, but the real message is that if we actually think we already have a problem and there's already a lot of widespread concern that we do have a problem, if you think of how long people are waiting to get into nursing homes, the fact we have a lot of seniors in hospitals because they have no other place to go, and other stories that we hear in the media around quality of the care, if we think that we have a problem now, these pressures are only going to increase and potentially a lot. Now, that's one side of the challenge, and the other side is really more on the private lives of Canadians, and that is because historically and around the world, family has really acted as a form of long-term care insurance for older Canadians. 
and they provide actually the majority of the care that's needed in the home when the health deteriorates for older Canadians. And in fact, according to our numbers, 75% of home care is already being done by the senior's family. So another major question is whether family is actually going to be able to continue to provide this level of unpaid care. And the reason why this is a concern is that Canadian baby boomers were really the first generation to have relatively few children. And so much so, according to our projections, if family members were to try to keep up with the care needs of the seniors that they have been supporting historically, individuals would have to increase their efforts by 40% and some, of course, much more than others. And not only will each person need to do more, but many more Canadians are going to be called on to be unpaid caregivers. And that's simply because the number of seniors themselves is going to increase so dramatically. And in fact, the number of seniors needing home care will more than double. Now, the prospects of meeting this challenge, they don't look so good. And that's when you take into account, again, the smaller family sizes. But there's also other factors. There's more separated and divorced seniors, and seniors will also often depend on their spouses for unpaid care. And also, traditionally, these types of jobs, these domestic duties, would fall on the women. And now in Canada, the vast majority of women are actually in the workplace. And the last challenge will be the fact that we have a much more mobile population. So oftentimes, children don't even live near enough to their parents to support in a realistic, practical, day-to-day -day way. And all this on top of the fact that we already know, according to research and reports, is that unpaid caregivers already experience so much emotional, physical, and financial stress to actually provide this free unpaid care to their family members. So I often, when we say this, a lot of people will have personal stories about how their parents are needing higher levels of care and the struggles that they have in their day-to-day -day life. So I think a lot of people can understand this from also a personal lens. So to appreciate all these factors, it was really important in the projection to not only look at the cost of long-term care, but also to put a value on this care that has been traditionally done for free by the family to really understand what we're up against, but more so to actually provide some evidence just to say that the informal care system is valuable and that we have to now do more to support unpaid caregivers. And unsurprisingly, it's actually very expensive to replace the free care the family does for seniors. So if all the projected unpaid hours of family care had to be paid publicly, this would actually add $27 billion to public sector costs by 2050, and this would increase the total projected cost from $71 billion to $98 billion. So these are very big numbers. Economy-wise, to get a better sense, $98 billion in 2050 would actually represent more than one quarter of all the provincial and federal personal income tax revenue, and it would actually very likely exceed old age security expenditures. That's a really alarming result. So the take home message is that the future cost of long-term care, it's really not just going to be a senior problem, it's going to affect all Canadians, and that's not just in a financial sense in terms of higher tax revenue, but in the personal lives of Canadians, as more Canadians are going to be called on to help their aging relatives at a much higher level than has been done in the past, it's going to be a challenge that's going to affect many more Canadians over the next three decades. Now, you mentioned that you did projections using a model. Can you tell us a little bit more about the model that you used? Our analysis was made possible by Extendi Statistics Canada's Life Path model. And what this model is, it's a computer-based model, long-standing, large-scale, policy-oriented, micro-simulation modeling system of the Canadian population. 
So to get a sense of what all that means, these types of microstimulation population models, they're really considered the gold standard for understanding population trends and informing public policies around the world, particularly by government and by think tanks who are making public policy recommendations. This model in particular, it was developed over a quarter of a century at Statistics Canada by some of the world's best in microsimulation population modeling. And it's been used over the past few decades to provide really critical support and analysis on a diverse range of public policy issues. And this includes the Canadian retirement income system, taxation, divorce, social indicators, unemployment insurance, immigration, and even student loans. So for example, in 2010, when they were testing various CPP enhancements and how that would change the retirement security for Canadians, LifePath was the model that was used to test if we were to change the CPP, how it will actually affect the future Canadian population. So for the purpose of this project, what we did is we took LifePath and we built on its capacity so that it could actually model the disability levels of the future population and also long-term care needs, and then what would be the associated costs themselves across the Canadian future population. So given that this is a new type of analysis, what were some of the key findings that you found from doing your projections? Right. So the key findings really were that the costs themselves, if we continue on our current track, they're probably not going to be sustainable, not only from a financial perspective, but also on the personal lives of Canadians. So really the key finding is that we need to take a step back and start to change the system in a way that's actually not only more financially feasible, but also delivers care to seniors in the way that they want and better supports unpaid caregivers. The good news is that Canada's not alone. There's developed countries around the world are facing the exact same problem, aging populations, fewer family members to take care of those seniors. So we have a lot to learn just by looking outside of Canada. And this is something experts across Canada have been talking about. There's a lot of smart people in Canada have been talking about this for just decades but it's time to have just a more cohesive national conversation. And that was really the purpose of the research was to just kickstart that conversation. Yeah, that's certainly a big challenge we're going to have to find some way to address in the future. Were there any challenges, speaking of challenges, that you encountered in your research? The biggest challenge is that the data for long-term care is very, very spotty. Because it's under provincial jurisdiction, there's no systematic data collection on things like the cost of long-term care, how much does it cost to be in a nursing home, how much does it cost to have home care provided. So there was just such a, it was a real challenge collecting the data. And we actually had to do a lot of on the floor reconnaissance work to get good estimates because it's just not something that we could find that was public. So we were actually for this project, believe it or not, we're calling people in different provinces, different providers, different people within the government to really get a good handle on what these numbers really look like. So that was a major challenge because it's oftentimes, you know, academics will cite reports that give them quite a bit of confidence in the numbers that they're using, but we didn't have those reports. So we had to do it ourselves. Makes sense. What about next steps? Where do you see this going? So the purpose of this project was to highlight an emerging problem for Canadians. There's been many, many smart people who have been thinking and talking about this challenge for a very long time all across Canada. And it's really now time to come together and seriously examine and test solutions. We really need to find workable solutions that number one, bends the cost curve, but also supports unpaid caregivers and also gives seniors the care that they want and they need. 
Unfortunately, good solutions do exist if we look outside Canada, because Canada is not alone. But we have to keep in mind that these solutions, long-term care reforms, they really do require long lead times. And we're really catching up to a problem that's been underway for a very long time. So we need to start implementing improvements relatively quickly if we actually want to see positive results. So the next steps really is to have broader engagement. This is what we were trying desperately to do at the National Student Aging is to get this broader engagement, but we obviously can't do it alone. Another research report that's coming out soon uses enterprise risk management applied to this problem in such a way that we basically, we brought together a panel of experts across Canada and asked them what problems, what risk, what worries you in terms of the future of long-term care and then we modeled it with the same model to basically look at what are these possible future risks and how does it impact our baseline scenario. So this is really illuminating because it, it's a really unique way to look at a risk analysis rather than the more traditional approach, which is just kind of moving your variables around. In this new way, it's, it's coming up with completely different futures. And I think that project is really going to open up a lot of new questions and areas of research. Yeah, and of course, we will be publishing a Seeing Beyond Risk podcast all about the ERM for long-term care paper. So keep an eye out for that podcast and that paper coming soon. As I mentioned earlier, I've seen a lot of excitement about this paper. What has the response to the paper been like so far? Yeah, it's been really exciting. The value of this type of research is that it not only echoes what a lot of people have been saying for a really long time, it also quantifies it. And if we can't quantify something, we can't manage it. So up till now, it seems like a lot of this conversation, because we didn't have a cohesive cost projection, it's been um, more in pieces. So there's been a lot of research on the burdens of unpaid caregivers. There's been a lot of research on, say, how can we improve the fact that there aren't enough nursing homes? Or There's just, there's so much different conversations, but really the purpose of this research was to bring this all together. So it's resonated with a lot of different groups, not only the academic groups, not only providers, but also at the government level. So I know this has been circulated quite a bit within government because it's now giving a stronger platform for people within government who know this is a problem to really um, push the envelope a little bit. And in the media, it's been picked up by national newspapers. But really, the goal was to get the conversation started and to provide evidence for people to actually start to make more informed, evidence-based decisions on how we can move forward. Well, you certainly have got the conversation started. Thank you. So it's interesting that this type of work has been done in other countries, but not in Canada. Why is that? That's a great question, Jill. And it's interesting because when I started this project, my thought was that this work had at least been done in parts, but really this type of high quality public policy projection analysis hadn't been done uh, in Canada. And when I looked around it, the reason is that there's not really a concentrated responsibility um, to do this type of public policy analysis that would normally be done uh, by federal government. So what was, I think, uh, a really uh, eye-opening discovery for me at the end is that I had come from a place where the Canadian retirement income system, where these types of projections are done routinely. So take old age security, for example. It's uh, paid out of general revenue. It's It's a service that seniors really need. And it's actually looked at by not only one federal department, but by two. ESDC releases a report that look at future old age security costs. 
so this is Employment Service Development Canada, which is the lar largest federal department. And on top of that, the Chief Actuary's Office will also do their own report every three years that really digs a lot more deeply into future old age security costs. Now, I think the actuaries in the audience will really appreciate the comparison. Old age security cost projections is not really that complicated because it's really just a head count of how many people we're going to have over the age of 65. Now, on the other hand, long-term care, it's also paid at a general revenue. It's not pre-funded. It's also an important service to Canadians, but because it's under provincial jurisdiction and not federally, no one has ever done these type of really uh, high quality cost projections. And that's really alarming because long-term care costs is extremely risky. It's going to depend on um, labor projections. It's going to depend on other costs. It's going to depend on disability trends. It's going to depend on longevity. It, it's just going to depend on so many factors family compositions, uh, marital breakdowns. There's, it's just full of risk and full of unknowns. And I should know because we had to really go through and ask all these questions to, to write this report and to give a sense of what that meant. The report was anticipated to take about a year and it really took almost three years because of all these unknowns that we had to start dealing with in terms of doing the projections. So I think that's really the most, a really important part of this research is to say, why have we not been looking at this more more thoroughly because long-term care really hasn't been getting the attention deserved and, and I believe it's it's a really a challenge that we cannot afford to ignore. It was a pleasure having you on the call today Bonnie Jean. Thank you for taking the time to share your insights. Thank you so much Jill. If you want to learn more about this study or any other CIA research project please visit cia-ica.ca select the research tab at the top then choose research projects. Within the research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas, comments, or suggestions about CIA research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate to share any thoughts you have. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk. 